Hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Not Qualified. I'm Zeph. I'm Noah. Um, and we are gonna talk about two movies today. One of which I've seen and one of which Noah has seen, and neither of which the other one of uh, which has seen. Right. So I feel um, a little guilty for not seeing your movie though, because it's kind of a popular movie. Well, I didn't see it until last night, and so. But you've still seen it, so. So, uh, talk, say what yours your movie is first. So I just watched the straight to Netflix film, which is kind of a trend that's been going on lately that I consider a lot like straight to DVD movies. It's just not that good, but mm-hmm. it's a different time. Uh, but I just watched uh, the Man from Toronto with Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart. Okay. Uh, how was that? It was all right. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those classic buddy cop movies, except instead of, like, buddy cops, they're, like, buddy bad guys. So the man from Toronto is played by Woody Harrelson, and basically, he's this guy, spoiler alert, by the way. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Anyway, um, he's this guy, and he comes to a location that bad guys pay him to show up at, and he gets information out of people. So he, like, he rolls out this big old like leather sheath full of knives and he starts sharpening it and he's like you know what i do i get information out of people and people usually give it up before he has to cut him and kevin hart you know classically in the wrong place wrong time they mistake him for the man from toronto uh-huh. so he has to like pretend or else he's gonna die and then woody harrelson finally catches up with him it's, a, it's an entertaining movie um to say the least about it, I guess. It's it's worth a watch, I think. Yeah. And you said it's straight to Netflix? Straight to Netflix. I have not seen it. Joe, have you seen The Man from Toronto? No. Wait, what? You have, have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. Well, um, I haven't seen it either. Um, but I will say about straight to Netflix stuff, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day because I watched Kenobi. And we can right. talk, we'll talk about that on a future episode. Um, but... Uh, the streaming, the advent of streaming mm-hmm. has so totally changed the way everything works. The movie, the, the TV and movie yeah. industry. And it's like, in some ways it's good and in some ways it's really bad. Like with TV, TV used to be high risk, high reward. Yeah. Like you have to put a lot of effort and money into it and hope it's good enough that people will watch it. And if they do, you make a lot of money. And that's why TV shows used to be great. Like Community, yeah. for it, example. Yes. If a TV show was on for multiple seasons, it had a viewership. It was yeah. generally good, at least, or at least appealed to a big audience. Now, there is no requirement because you can make a TV show for butt cheap and just dump it on whatever streaming service you have, and, and then who cares if people watch it? It's just these, there to make people subscribe, right? And these and these streaming services make so much money. Um, I listened to another podcast. Uh, shout out to Tom Segura. I know you need a lot of help from us, but uh, it's by your mom's house, and he he's a he's one of my favorite comedians, and his wife Christina Prezitsu, um, she has the most expensive Netflix special out there. Like stand-up special because really? of her outfit, she never gave like actual numbers, but she like demanded this out. It's like custom Gucci everything with like these like crystals from some crazy expensive place, and uh, she had two of them made, and it made like her special cost millions of dollars. <laughs> That's awesome. And Netflix just does this because they have so much money that it doesn't yeah. hurt them to just throw crap out there. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's a very long term strategy. Their their strategy is has for the past few years been dump a bunch of money into producing content just to get people in the door. You just want people to subscribe, and the way you do that is you have a wide variety of crap. Mm-hmm. And but the, but I think of it with like the I've been thinking of it a lot. We'll talk about this with Kenobi. 
Um, but with the Disney and Marvel shows especially, it shows that they don't really care about making things big budget. Like some of the st- some of the Marvel shows look so cheap. Oh yeah, and look, they just look bad. But they don't care. They're just because pumping out content. It's the and, name. They already and, have the name. They own yes, it. What and they, they don't have to make people watch it because they're just going to dump it on their streaming platform. It doesn't have to hold viewership or get ad revenue. No, nothing. They just have to dump it on there. So like it's now instead of being high risk, high reward. All TV is low risk, low reward. Yeah. Like, you don't have to put that much effort into it, and it really doesn't matter what the outcome is because you just want people to subscribe. Even if they, even if Disney made a new Star Wars movie and put it directly on their, their streaming service, it wouldn't, you might see an influx of subscribers, but you're not going to get like a box office right. amount of money. Exactly. And you're not going to make ad revenue from TV shows. No. Because you're not showing ads in them, unless you're like Hulu or, uh, jerks. One of those peacock or whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, another topic. Um, <laughs> well, uh, while we're on the topic, what do you think about the, like how cable used to be where it's like weekly episodes now, but I subscribe to you. I'm paying for you. I mean, I guess you subscribe to cable too, but it's, it's now become like, cause usually before this, before COVID and all this stuff and all and Disney's new platform, we just had entire seasons of TV shows released and you could binge watch it all. And that was like binge watching Netflix made Netflix famous, right? Right. And so now most, like like you said, most of these like big name shows are now being released one episode a week. Yeah. It's weird. It's like the boys do that. The boys does that on Amazon yeah. Prime. It's one a week. Obi-Wan did that. And part of that I think is to draw out, make people, because otherwise people would subscribe for a month, binge whatever show they care about, and then get rid of their subscription. Well... Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't it, didn't Disney start that with The Mandalorian? Maybe. I don't because know. Because that's the first TV show I remember being like kind of excited for and then realizing, oh, they're going to release this one week at a time. And I remember being kind of excited for that because I'm like, oh, it's like I can't just watch it's it like all. It's like TV again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, oh, wait, it's like TV again. I'm uh-huh. just, it's just the, what's it called? Like how tides move the pendulum swing right where it's like oh it's so we were in a full swing one way with these new subscription services where we just had unlimited tv at our fingertips and now it's kind of we still do but now it's swinging the other way towards just turning into cable and satellite again yeah where you have it really is 40 different and you have to but you now you have to subscribe to every network individually yeah and then you also have so yeah one weekly show i really enjoyed on hbo max was the the show about the lakers the Mm. winning time Mm -hmm. that was Good, and I remember looking forward to the episode every week. I did the same thing with, I think, the first season of The Boys. It was like I was looking forward to it every week. But another weird thing about streaming, where on cable, you have episodes that have to... Sorry. <coughs> you, are you stuffed up, too? <coughs> yeah. I've been stuffed up for like a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mentally, I'm very stuffed up. Um, where... I sneezed out my thought. Sorry. What was I talking about? You were talking about? about the Lakers show on a, on. Yeah. Oh, no. HBO. Okay. Back in the day, right, on cable TV, a weekly show has to conform to very specific standards. It's got to be exactly 44 and a half minutes so that you can run 15 and a half minutes of ads. Yeah. You know, like, it's very structured and you have to fit into a time slot. And that is another thing that has gone completely out the freaking window and nobody cares anymore is episode length. Yeah. There is no consistency with episode length. And it's a little like Obi-Wan. You know, you have anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and right. 10 minutes. But have you watched Stranger Things yet, the new season? I have not. And actually, I was going to start it because people keep ranting and raving how great it is. Um, it's got as good, it's got as bad. Gotcha. Um, but 
the la- so most of the episodes are somewhere about 50 minutes to an hour, right? Oh, whoa. About an hour long episodes or a little more. The new well, one? Yeah, oh, weren't, the new weren't season. the old ones like that too? I don't know. I don't remember. But the la- so the next to last episode is because they released the last two separately. The next to last episode is an hour and a half. So the length of a full length movie. Right. The last episode, one episode by itself, two and a half hours. Are you kidding? Two and a half hours. It's like watching the Batman, but for one episode of Stranger Things. Are you kidding? Dead serious. How and are it they... ranges everywhere from 45 minutes to two and a half hours, and that's somehow still considered the same format So these of are media. Like, like the episodes themselves are just shy of feature-length films. And right. then the and last two the last one feature-length. So they're are, making, yeah. how many episodes are there? Nine, I think. So it's nine movies they just made. Yeah, yeah, it's literally nine movies, which is we'll talk about Obi Wan too. That felt like a movie that was dragged out to be a little too long. Okay, so when yeah. we do talk about that, that's what I'm like. That could have been really, just a really, really, really good. Movie. It would have been tight because Star had, Wars and TV shows historically, unless it's, it's the weird, Clone Wars. unless it's animated. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, but we'll talk about that in the future. Yes. Um, so you were talking about the Man from Toronto. Man from Toronto. Yes. Uh, well, I, I'd give it a watch. I'd, I'd give it a thumbs up. So if one is your favorite movie, if one is Little Big Man, that'd be your favorite movie right. of all time, and 100 is the worst movie you've ever seen, where oh, does geez. this rank? That's, I don't even know if I'd put it like on the list. Like It's not a bad movie. So 100 being the worst movie. Right. It's just a scale. It's just like... Yeah. Um, I'd throw it in the 60s. So it's close... Well, that would be closer to bad than good. So I'd throw it... It's in the 50s. It's, it's, inter- it's like in the middle. It's an entertaining movie. I would watch it again, but it's not like... Like cinema art or anything. Gotcha. Like that. gotcha it's okay. it's very entertaining. Um, definitely fun to sit down and watch it with the family. I mean, that kind of movie. I think there is a couple curse words in it, but it's one of those just like family popcorn movies. Gotcha. It's really good and entertaining. <clears throat> the movie that I'm talking about today is the opposite of that. Um, it is a classic. Clockwork Orange. Right? No, no, <laughs> not quite that bad. <laughs> it is a classic that I have uh, never seen until last night, and that is Deliverance. And so, uh, so I don't know. I I actually don't really know anything about this movie, yeah. other than the fact that people love it. Yeah. So it, uh, 1972. Right. Burt Reynolds and John Voight are the two main guys. Um, and so it's a group of four dudes that want to go on this canoe canoeing trip. Oh, without a paddle? I'm no. Oh. <laughs> um, they want to go on this canoeing trip. Um. Joe, have you seen Deliverance? Yes. Okay, uh, cool. Well, I'll ask you what you thought about that in a second. What, how do you feel about Deliverance, actually? Just go ahead and tell me now. I mean, you know. Okay, well, yeah. So, anyway, I'll go ahead and give the summary. Um, it's four guys that want to go on a canoeing trip. And um, uh, let's see. Because they're about to build a dam It's a, and uh, ruin this river that's really nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Turn it into a lake. So he says before they would do that, they want to go on this canoeing trip. And there's one guy, Burt Reynolds, who's like the leader, the outdoorsman kind of type. Classic. Burt and he takes these three other guys on this camping trip in like rural Georgia in the mountains. And it's like okay. they have to drive out to the middle of nowhere to get to the river. And there's these scary hill people <laughs> everywhere. You know, like hill, straight up hillbillies. In, they're all inbred, mm-hmm. visibly inbred, and they don't like outsiders very much. And the premise, <laughs> the premise of the movie is basically they g- try to go on this trip, and uh, the the hill people are not happy that there's outsiders here, right. and bad thing, very bad things happen. That's all I'll say before I get into spoilers. But uh, so the I had always heard this movie was like insanely graphic. 
Right. Like, I assumed hill people take them and skin them and Ooh, eat them yeah. alive and do all sorts of sexual things to them. Right. Um, it's really not graphic. There's no, not much violence. Uh, people die. And so, so I guess just spoilers. This is weird because it's, it's in the, like, the tag. Like, on, if you watch it on Netflix, mm-hmm. it tells you they go on a cooning trip and get viciously attacked by hill people. Right. But that doesn't happen until, like, halfway through the movie. So it's almost a spoiler, but it's in the summary of the movie. Um, I guess they just assume it's been out for long enough. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway. That's how people describe the movie to me. Yeah. Like, what is Deliverance? They're like, oh, like, incest hill people. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't have any interest. Yeah, so that's, it's the movie where the dueling banjos comes from. <laughs> ding, 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 right. ding, ding, There's like an inbred kid and they play back and forth. Anyway, um, but yeah, and then they like kind of stalk them and then, uh, spoilers, like halfway through the movie, one of the canoes gets stopped by these two hillbillies. One of the guys gets, um, sexually assaulted by one of the hillbillies. And then they, to defend themselves, they, Kill the other hillbilly. Um, shoot him with a bone arrow. And then the group has to decide, do we report this or do we just bury the body and keep going? And these are just like city folk. You right. Know, they're like, what the heck do we do? And that's where the plot revolves around. But um, not nearly as graphic as I thought. It's really about just them trying to survive and get through this without getting killed. Yeah, very worth a watch. It was good. Um, yeah. I, I, I would, let's see. I don't know. I'd give it a 41. 41. 41. Wow. Yeah. Uh, maybe 39. I don't know. Maybe it's better than that. It was, it was well made, very well acted. Uh, John Voight was great. Um, so just to get some like, what's it called? Uh, consistency on the scale. We have decided to go ahead and throw away the, putting the same number. Like if I have a movie that I really like and I rank it at 31, I can rank another movie at 31. You can. Okay. The only ones that you can't do it to is one, because one is your best movie. You can, right. you can only have one number one and one number 100. That's your, okay. the movie you hate the most. Everything else can be anywhere between there. Arbitrary. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have to keep track of 100 movies all the time. No. Because there can be way more than 100 movies in the list. Oh, yeah. Because you can have like eight different 68s or whatever. You know? Okay. Like, yeah. Um, it's just kind of... A, it's like it's, a, it's like just a reverse 1 to 100 scale. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> if, you thought, if you thought a movie was a 90%, then you'd give it a 10. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyway... Yeah, so I'd give it the like a 39. It was very good, and it was pretty suspenseful, and it made you hate these hill people. What was interesting to me is I have been on this weird kick lately where I am fascinated with Appalachia okay. and like hillbilly culture, right. you know? You, like You're fascinated by hillbilly culture. Well, it started with that guy on YouTube, Soft White Underbelly, who does these interviews with like CD people, mm-hmm. like prostitutes or drug dealers or guys who I are really convicted of rape. Stuff, yeah. yeah. And he did an interview with it's an like inbred. Joy is a bad. Right. But it's fascinating. Fascinating. And he did a interview with an inbred family in uh, West Virginia. Whoa. In the Appalachian Mountains. And they are severely inbred. They all live in the same house. And they can, two of them can't speak. One of them can only bark like a dog. Whoa. And, uh, and they are like severely inbred. And he just went and talked to them. And then he's gone back a couple times over the years and like raised money for them online mm-hmm. and then brought them stuff. Um Anyway, and that just got me fascinated by the fact that it's a kind of a stereotype of like hill people that they're inbred, but the, it really is like historically, uh, these people exist and they've been there for generations. They've been there since their family settled there. And you know what I mean? Like, we, there are families that have been in the Appalachian Mountains for hundreds of years mm-hmm. and have just not moved and stayed in these places. And so it's weird. And then. I also, I go to Silver Dollar City in Branson every once in a while. Yeah. And every time I get there, it makes me, like, fascinated with Ozark culture and, like, 
the history of the Ozarks, which is, there's some similarities there with Appalachia. You know, it's just like South, Southern and Eastern mountain people kind of thing. So I have two very interesting TV shows I think you would be very Okay. One is the hit 1950s TV show, The Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. And yeah. I, I think that, that it, it relates a lot to what you're talking yeah. about here. And there's a lot of uh, incestuous uh, uh-huh. activities on that show. And then, of course, the Jason Bateman hit TV show in the 2000s, Ozarks. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say Arrested <laughs> Development. <laughs> um, I also bought this book called uh, Pissin' in the Snow. Oh, yeah? And it's a collection of Ozark folk tales this okay. guy who worked at university of arkansas in fayetteville and was like a historian he went and talked to a bunch of people who were hill people basically and collected their folk stories and it's just really interesting to me it's fascinating culture and then i watched deliverance and it's fascinating in a way that it's scary anyway so deliverance is worth a watch uh don't watch it with your family um unless of course your family your family's really in the movies weird yeah um but yeah, I guess I don't really have much else to say on it than that. Do you have anything else on the man from Toronto? It has a really, really cool car in it. So if you like cars, it doesn't really talk much about it. I don't know why I brought it up. But I, I enjoyed the car in it. Nice. That's like the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Except whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay. Well, uh Joe, um, do you have anything else to say before we hang up? All right, cool. Well, we will catch you guys next week.